The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Up at five, take shots till eight, and make the thing drive out of school and back on ice. That was his life. He was gonna play in the big is uh, a song that has had a meaning for a lot of folks over many years and now even more so Tom Cochran reworking uh, Big League the lyrics to Big League um, to honor the Humboldt Broncos and uh, yeah global uh, Winnipeg reporter Brittany Greensland has been covering that uh, Humboldt crash uh, over the last few days, she's uh, at the airport right now, actually headed back to Winnipeg after what has surely been an emotional and whirlwind few days. Hey, Brittany, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time today. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Brittany, um, you have been there all weekend. We've been watching your coverage. Um, do you have any news on any updates today? What is what is the latest on any of the players still in hospital? We do, and we actually have some some positive news, which, I mean, through this tragedy is is always something that everybody looks for that light. Um, Braden Cameron, who's 19, was is now, we can report, the third person to be released from hospital following that crash. Uh, Global News spoke with his grandma. He had an MRI and a CT scan. Uh, and, you'll, sorry, you'll hear those airport notifications <laughs> behind me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> no worries. Uh, he was found to have suffered a concussion, bruises, cuts, um, but he's doing well, and his grandma says they're just lucky. Um, he's been released from hospital. He's with his family in Saskatoon, um, and being able to recover at home now, um, unfortunately saying he's preparing to attend his teammates' upcoming funeral, mm-hmm. um, but obviously lucky to be alive and, and, and to be out of the hospital. And, and one of the other ones we can talk about, Ryan Sreshnitsky, which a lot of us have seen um, <laughs> about over the few days we've heard about him quite a bit 18 years old he's from Airdrie Alberta Ryan uh, was paralyzed yeah. and um, he remembers everything he remembers the groans he remembers tears he says he remembers the screams of his teammates um, and we the one incredible thing um, we always look for that light in all of these stories we look for the positive and I don't think anybody could be any more positive than Ryan and have the most incredible attitude. Um, You wake up 18 years old, uh, promising hockey career ahead of you and hear that you're paralyzed. And when Ryan woke up and started talking to his parents after this, he looked at his dad and told them he'd be switching sports. To sledge hockey, yeah. yeah. He says they told us, they looked at us and he goes, I'll get us the gold. <laughs> I'm going to the Olympics. Yeah. And I don't think anybody here can say that they're not going to be cheering that that guy on. He is just absolutely incredible. And um, we're hearing those stories. Dana Bronze, who's the athletic therapist, um, still in critical condition in hospital. 
Um, these are the updates we're hearing, but we're hearing these these incredible stories from some of these young men who had just the most promising careers ahead of them and lives ahead of them. And to have that positive attitude, that positive outlook coming out of such a horrible tragedy uh, speaks volumes about who these young men were. And uh, are. No kidding. Uh, and I saw a picture tweeted uh, from either friends or relatives of Ryan that was him in a wheelchair. I think it was his dad, actually, that tweeted mm-hmm. it saying, trying out his new wheelchair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just, he I, got I, in that wheelchair today for this morning for the first time, and, and they said it, it was very painful, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, he was in a lot of pain, but he pushed through it. And uh, just the attitude. We all know that attitude means everything in so many situations. And to have somebody come through such a, such a terrible tragedy and, and knowing what his friends are going through and his teammates and his, his peers, and to come out with that light is something that we... we we hold on to and something that we learned so much about through these past few days in Humboldt. You know what, Brittany, we had um, an athletic trainer on the show yesterday, strength and conditioning coach, had worked with the Oilers, had worked in the AHL, and he talked about um, about these athletes and, you know, the focus that they have. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah, yeah Kim, Kim Layton and, and the focus that they have. And if, okay, well, if the focus isn't going to be on ice hockey anymore, then I'm going to switch my focus to something else and I'm going to commit to mm-hmm. it and this is going to be it. But the, the strength, we, we see such, we well, see so many good things and so it. many bad things at a time like this. And, you know, let me ask you about that specifically, because we've been talking about, uh, as everyone has, the emotional and psychological support that Mm -hmm. uh, those affected by this will need. But as these players are released from hospital, and hopefully that continues to happen in the days ahead, they're not all from Humboldt or even Saskatchewan. They'll be returning to their homes, I would assume. Uh, Do you know anything about what support they'll receive when they return? Well, we know uh, in Humboldt there's a huge support. As we were leaving there this morning, uh, our team and I were having breakfast, and beside us were some chaplains and some, some clergy that had come in uh, to to help out. They were setting up their own command center in Tisdale, just right near the crash, to say, um, it's not just the hockey players, it's the first responders. It's, it's everybody involved in this. And we have to remember that, like, for every family that had a child involved in this crash, because so many of these athletes weren't from that area, they were billeted. They were yeah. living with other families. So they became part of that family. We talk, we spoke with one woman who lost two of her, mm-hmm. her, her billet sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lived with her family. They lived with her kids. They, these kids looked up to the, these young men as their brothers. Um, there's going to be support. There's support all over. We're seeing this outpouring of support uh, throughout Canada. Um, and in these communities, we're seeing today vigils being held um, not just in Humboldt, like we saw Sunday night, we're seeing vigils across the country in these communities. And it's not just about the support. It's not just about the money that and the funds that um, these young men and their families are, are certainly going to need to move forward for for all of their supports, for their mental health, for their physical well-being. Um, that's a given. But the vigils that are being held in their hometowns, for the people that grew up with them, the people that knew them, yeah. uh, the people that are affected by this, that want figure out what they can do to help. Uh, we went to a florist in town in Humboldt yesterday. The only the only florist besides the grocery store florist that's in town. And we've all seen the, those photos from the vigil. We've all seen mm-hmm. center ice, the Bronco center ice with the flowers placed around it. Mm-hmm. Um, people we saw over days bringing those flowers. The florist has been getting phone calls from around the world. Yeah. Australia, 
the United Kingdom, the mm-hmm. U.S., people that have no connection to Humboldt, to Saskatchewan, to any of these people. It's amazing, the support, the support. Global Winnipeg reporter uh, Brittany Greenslade joining us. She's been covering the tragedy uh, with the Humboldt Broncos over the past few days now at the airport, heading back to Winnipeg for what can only be a a much-needed break right now. Brittany, you talked about the support and the mental health um, teams that are coming in. I heard an interview last night with with one of the paramedics who um, showed up on scene. Did you have a chance at all to talk to any of the first responders? And um, and I'm curious to know what's being provided for them as well, because what they saw and what they had to deal with um, obviously is something that is uh, going to be with them for life. Absolutely. And we can't forget the first responders. Uh, we know that some of, unfortunately, some of the family of some of mm-hmm. uh, these young men were actually first on scene. Um uh, Nick Shulansky's parents living a quarter of a mile away, three minutes away, um, being first there, and some of these first responders. And, and we need to remember, this was a small area. Tisdale's a small town. We're not talking about uh, a large metropolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these people volunteer firefighters, okay. volunteer service workers, um, and that trauma that they're going to feel as well. We know that... Um, one of the clergies are, are going out there today to set up their own trauma center. We ran into them this morning to speak to them and saying that they are going to be offering support there. Um, we had a chance to speak to some of the first responders while we were in Humboldt a little bit further, not necessarily the people that were on the ground, um, but they're on the ground with the families. And that's mm-hmm. also also the crisis you have to remember as well. Yeah. Um, we've also spoken a lot about um, the gentleman that was, was driving the semi-trailer. Uh, uninjured, somebody who is also involved in this collision. We don't know the circumstances surrounding what happened, what caused this, but that's another victim in this case. That's somebody else uh, that is going to have to live with what they saw, what they heard, uh, that trauma. We know he's being offered mental mental health and, and grief counseling as well. Um, a lot of people involved in this. This is so far reaching this beyond even just those 29 that were involved in the collision. Those yeah. first responders, those family members, um, and, and so many of those parents now that are sitting there speaking with their, their sons who had to witness this and trying to teach them how to come to terms with mm-hmm. what they've heard and what they've seen and offer them that support. And we're seeing that at the schools as well. Eight of the people on board that bus, five of them were um, students at the, the high collegiate school. and three were former students. So huge numbers there. These are brothers and sisters to people in the community. Uh, Dana Bronze, one of those athletic therapists. We we need to remember that that this this isn't just about the people immediately involved. There are so many other people impacted here. You're uh, headed home to Winnipeg. I know that the team has uh, put up uh, has uh, put out a tweet saying that they'll officially update any new information from uh, uh, their website. Is is that the wishes, uh, generally speaking, of Humboldt, the residents, the team that uh, that all of us media back off now a little bit? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a town of 6,000 or a city of 6,000. 6, and to me, one of the things that is so striking is their resilience, um, their openness. When you have a city of 6,000 and you have national and international media descend upon you uh, in your worst case situation, your worst case scenario, it's nothing anybody wants. And that is that is really a testament to who these people are. They open their homes, they open their hearts, they open their stories to us. 
Um, I think we, as media, do our best to be as compassionate um, as we can in these situations. There's there's a need and there's a want to be able to tell those stories. People across the country want to hear what's happening, want to know who these people are. So you do your best to, to find that balance mm-hmm. of what's respectful of that privacy and giving the people a chance. Uh, we reached out to a number of families. Um, one who, uh, Ryan Gopi, his brother is in the ICU right now. He got a tattoo of his brother's heartbeat on yeah, his arm. Saw that. And we reached out to him through a tweet, and it was just a, you know, lovely tribute. If you'd like to speak about it, please, please reach out. And you do your best to find that balance of trying to tell that story and be respectful. And and for a lot of people, um, telling that story and talking about their loved ones is really therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 striking that balance. Um, but you hit that point where you know that now it's that time that people. People need some space. They need that time to grieve, especially in Humboldt that is so close to that. Um, and in Saskatoon, where so many of those those young men and, and Dana are, are still in the hospital recovering. Brittany Greenslade joining us this afternoon, heading back to Winnipeg after covering um, the tragedy over the past, uh, well, since Friday night. Uh, you've been there. We've been watching. Thank you for your coverage and your respectful coverage on, on global television, Brittany. And take care of yourself as well, okay? Thank you so much. All right, Brittany Greenslade joining us this afternoon. Now many ways out of this cold northern town You work in the mill and get laid in the ground And if you're gonna jump, it'll be with a game Real fast and tough is the only clear lane to the big league for the last few days and some of the stories that are coming out that are just a different perspective on things. Read this this morning about the use of uh, therapy dogs. You'll recall that uh, that vigil that was attended mm-hmm. um, so by thousands in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Among those there were four teams of therapy dogs and uh, just uh, incredible they do such use great of work. this. Yeah, and and the idea behind the therapy dog um, is simply just their unconditional love that they give, and just for even a brief moment, there's just a way to express a more positive emotion to somebody or something, mm-hmm. um, just to sort of you know just take that grief away for and a second. And we're seeing them in so many other places now, sure. hospitals and airports, even and helping teach children to read. Believe it or not, absolutely incredible, it's fantastic incredible. stuff. Off the top of the show, we um, played a bit of the reworked Big League um, by Tom Cochran. He did that to uh, kick off um, playoff preview special on another (laughs) station uh, last night, but it's a song that has been now tied to this tragedy. He reworked the song for Humboldt. We're going to go into the 2.30 news. I'm going to play the whole thing for you here. On the other side, we're going to switch things up.
five Take shots till eight And make the thing drive Out of the school And back on ice That was his life He was gonna play in the big Tell. 
So do right to others like you do to yourself in the big league. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.